My name is Bill Meeks, and as part of my editing process, I'm recording this draft of my novel, Dog Boy, Den of Thieves, as an audiobook. Or at least I did. Dog Boy, a.k.a. Bronson Black, is Colta City's 13-year-old superhero. When his parents die in a car accident, he's left in the custody of his mysterious Uncle Randolph. Using his magic kit and a strange precognitive power, he protects the city from Andrus and his guild of thieves. Along the way, he befriends Cindy McNeil, a wannabe reporter with a secret of her own, and Mr. Horam, his boss at the old curiosity shop. When the guild captures Dog Boy, he must decide whether to join them or take them down once and for all as he embraces his destiny as one of the good guys. Dog Boy, Den of Thieves by Bill Meeks. Episode 12, The Book Guys. Hi, it's Bill. Uh, sorry if it's a little noisy. Uh, I think that's kind of normal these days. Um, I, I wanted, uh, first of all, I want to thank everyone who's bought the book. Uh, we have uh, sold enough copies that I've made back <laughs> the money I put into it for editing, illustration, all that stuff. So awesome. And I also started work this week on the next one, the next Dog Boy adventure, actually. Uh, I'm going to hold off on releasing the title right now because that might end up changing, but it's going to be really good. We're going to do, uh, between this novel and the next novel, we're going to do six uh, shorter uh, 10 to 15,000 word stories uh, that are done even even more so uh, in, the, in the style of the old Hardy Boys books or Encyclopedia Brown, more serialized adventures that will tie into the main uh, Dog Boy story, and you'll see some threads that uh, were started in the first book uh, tied up in these, as well as setting up some threads for the next big book, uh, which I think right now I'm going to be calling Dog Boy New Wave. Again, that could change. But uh, we're going to uh, release one of the first of the... We're, ah, I can't talk. Uh, we're going to release the first one of those for free, uh, hopefully before the end of the year, on Amazon. And uh, from then, then on out, uh, we're just going to be releasing uh, one of those every couple months for uh, 99 cents or buck 99. I haven't decided yet. And uh, then after that, uh, after we get through those six, I'll be putting out a collection of those with a, probably uh, one or two other uh, short stories and, uh, you know, maybe maybe a, a little essay on some of the characters, stuff like that. You know, try, try, try and uh, give you a lot of value for that collection, uh, which I'll probably call Dog Boy Adventures. And then uh, hopefully, uh, you know, a few months after that, we'll be releasing the next novel and the next big chapter in Dog Boy's story. I, I tried to do something interesting. If you've read the book. Between, I, w- I won't get into spoilers if you haven't, but between chapters 19 and 20, I left sort of a period of a few weeks where I, there's a nice status quo where I could, I could kind of fit these stories. There's another, a little break, uh, that, uh, of a couple few weeks, uh, earlier in the book, but I, I thought it would be more interesting to concentrate on making the stories all in that space between chapter 19 and 20. So the status quo will be as close as possible to what it'll be for the next book. Uh, once we get done with the next big book, I, I would not be opposed at all to going back to that earlier chapter. I think it's between chapters 9 and 10 uh, to that space and filling in some of uh, Dog Boy's earlier adventures, some more of his training. So that's the plan uh, for right now. Um, as I've been doing with these, I'm going to go ahead and cut in about 10 minutes of an interview I did on a podcast. It was uh, for the Citadel Cafe with uh, Joel Duggan. I believe, uh, hold on, you know what? I probably should have looked this up beforehand. I'm going to get the 
web address for the podcast here. It's uh, thecitadelcafe.com. I should have guessed. And I'll have a link in the show notes at dogboyadventures.com to the full episode that this is excerpted from. But uh, let's see. I think that's about it. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and roll in Joel's podcast here, and then I'll catch up with you guys next week when uh, it'll be a long-form discussion with my buddy uh, Roberto Viegas, and there'll be a video component, too, if you want to check that out. So uh, we'll talk to you next week. Speaking of, of personal projects um, from Bill, uh, this is a perfect opportunity to make good on a promise I made last week, which, which is to talk to you about uh, your new personal project, which is Dog Boy Den of Thieves. So yes. first, this is the first time I've actually had a chance to talk to you since this all went down. Congrats. Okay. You've got a oh. book. <laughs> I know. It, Holy it's a crap. Really freaking book. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I got the first physical copy in the mail last week, like the proof copy. And I was like, Holy crap. This is, this is an actual book book. It's a, it's a, it's a book, a book. I, I forget what the cursing rules are. Man. But, uh, so I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and assume the answer to my next question was, this is your first novel. This is my first novel. Yes, I, I've uh, written tons of screenplays in the past, uh, different, you know, shorter pieces of prose, uh, even poetry, songs, that sort of thing. But I've never written something this big before. That's awesome, I, man. Yeah, clocked in at about uh, 300 pages. That's, so. Wow, that's that's a <laughs> I, you can't you can't tell that from the pictures that I've seen online. Um, speaking of, if uh, anybody listening wants to go to dogboyadventures.com, you can check out uh, any uh, number of ways to find uh, uh, Dog Boy Den of Thieves and how you can get your hands on it or how you can get your Kindles hands on it or your iPads hands on it. There's lots Nook, of different options. Kobo. Kobo. Uh, how? Okay, I, before, I've got so many questions. <laughs> um, I guess first, obviously, we know where it's your, your first book. What What is the feeling? Like, how how does it? How much, you know, uh, satisfaction did you get from like completing this project from, you know, start to finish and then having the physical thing in your hand? Like, how does that make you feel? Uh, having the physical thing in my hand was incredibly satisfying. What was a little, the opposite was hitting that publish button and like tweeting it out. It's public and everything because like I hit the button and I was, I was like, there, finally it's done. I can rest. And I was like, Oh crap! I just put out 300 pages of stuff out of my head out there into the ether, <laughs> and uh, you know I am sure some psychologist is going to come back and say, "Hey, you're crazy! You're absolutely nuts!" I only had to get about halfway through the book. <laughs> well, we can start with TCC fan in the chat room because she is two thirds of the way through the book. Oh, really? Really? How are you liking it so far? <laughs> There's usually a little bit of a chat delay, so we'll get we'll get her yeah. feedback in just a minute. Uh, but, uh, no, I think it's, uh, I think it's awesome that you've, you've been able to, to do this. So did this start off as like a, a NaNoWriMo project or was it something that you've been working on for like years, kind of as a passion project in the background? I, the latter, actually, I, I would actually date the project. I'd have to get up and looking through my files to be sure. But, uh, the concept of dog boy and a kid superhero in a really crappy costume, uh, dates back about 10 years. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, because it was originally a short story called Primitive Hearts that I wrote in my college uh, creative writing class, actually. And uh, I really liked the concept. And then Marvel, um, back in, I think, 2004, they did a line uh, called, uh, it, it was the Epic Comics line. It was kind of like their independent label, and they were doing open submissions. 
So I went and I uh, converted the short story into a comic book script. I sent it in. We had some meetings. They gave me like 50 bucks or something to hold the concept for six months. And then they never did anything with it. We had a meeting, fell through. And then I had to wait like a year before I could do anything with it again. And by that time, I had moved out to L.A. And I was pursuing, pursuing a career as a screenwriter. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I rewrite this as like a big, epic, you know, summer blockbuster superhero movie? kind of thing and that became uh the screenplay the fantabulous adventure of dog boy uh which was basically the same story that's in the book uh but you know a much more you know 110 page like real quick summer blockbuster action movie kind of thing and uh then i i got some interest in that had meetings with that got some other deals going because of that and it also got uh optioned for a little bit so it was on hold for about two years to where i couldn't touch it and then it finally got released, and I was like, you know what? What I should do with this, because no one's going to make it because it's going to be too expensive for an unknown property. What I should do is I should either do an independent film or I should write a book with it. And then I promptly sat on it for like three, four, five years, got married, had kids, didn't touch it. And then uh, last year, uh, for NaNoWriMo, I decided I was going to write the novel, and I did. <laughs> and nice. here we are. So, so yeah, it has a history. Wow, so history. like all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that that's awesome. So, did you find that um the 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 over the 10 years, you know, the the bend in technology and accessibility for authors to um uh, is it self-published or is it published by somebody else? It's self-published. 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 So, so self-published, I mean, you you now have the ability to do this. I mean, if you um if you needed to, you could do a Kickstarter uh, so all of these different things were accessible to you. Do you find like the time was just set, sort of right in terms of like, you know, the families and the kids settling down, your free time being a little bit more manageable in addition to all of the uh, technology available to to publish the book? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, when I first came out with this concept, uh, basically the options that, you know, that original short story, the options available to me were to, you know, send out to, you know, a few kind of like little local literary magazines or maybe some sort of like national college level magazine. But that was pretty much, you know, the only options there was. I mean, I could have thrown it up on a website, but who was going to see it Mm -hmm. in 2003, 2004? Right. But now now we have this wonderful, you know, the Kindle platform mainly has been the big driver for it. But, you know, iBooks and uh, Nook and everything else to to where I, I could Literally, a lot of people, and this has been very frustrating when I've been looking for advice on how to do this, uh, a lot of people, ju- they'll just go and they'll write, you know, 50 pages of crap and they'll put it out on as a book the same day. Like, they'll have a book published in the afternoon and be selling copies that evening, uh, which, uh, you know, it, in one sense is bad for the consumer because there's a bunch of crap out there. But it's also really good for uh, legitimate content creators like me. Uh, you know, people who are actually trying to put real stuff out into the world instead of trying to make a quick buck uh, to where, you know, I can I can literally go and sit down and, you know, hit a button. And I've published, although, you know, I'm such a perfectionist that it was like three days trying to get all the formatting right and tweaking everything and making it as perfect as I possibly could. Right now. So how friendly is it to uh, like to for your time to, to have to publish on Kindle, iBooks, Nook and Kobo? Like, is it like the same process? four times over? Well, it, it actually wasn't too bad. What I did is uh, I I did uh, the main manuscript that I, I 
brought out of Scrivener after my third or fourth draft and was sending back and forth with the editor and everything, I took that and I formatted it exactly how I wanted it for the physical book. And then I actually, and I guess some people have more problems with this than others. What I did for uh, Kindle is I just uploaded that version, uh, well, to CreateSpace, which is where who does the physical book, and then they sent it over to Kindle, and they did a conversion, and I downloaded it, checked it out on my iPhone. It was perfect. Uh, and then the, for um, all the other stores, I, I did because I already had a Kindle account set up from a little collection of like short stories and poems and stuff I published years ago. Cool. Uh, but for the for all the other stores, I used a site called Draft to Digital. Um, I guess uh, some people, a lot of people use Smashwords for this too. But basically, what I did was I I took that version I made for the physical book, stripped out uh, most of the formatting, all the graphics, and uh, you know just kind of cleaned it up a little bit, and then I just uploaded it to Draft to Digital, and they exported versions for Nook and Kobo, and they would have done Kindle and stuff too. But since I already had the account, I figured why bring another middleman to take two percent <laughs> into right. it that but i you know for like ibooks and nook and stuff like that you have to have a middleman but uh it, it, overall uh a pretty pretty smooth process though very cool did you um did you look at ibooks author at all or does that limit your your publication i i didn't really uh for for one because i i think that that's a a lot more for advanced features from what i've heard anyway i could be wrong on right this, but, you know for yeah. like doing like multimedia stuff and i was textbooks and stuff yeah, and I, I was really just concentrating on getting, you know, the text right. I figure, if, yeah, I don't know if someone ever wanted an author's commentary or something that could be added later. Right. I doubt anyone would. Yeah, because so, yeah, I'm looking at iBooks Author seriously for um, a digital version of um, StarCross Volume 1 to try and um, have a, uh, an electric version available because there is none. There's just the physical copy right now. So yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure out what might be the best platform to to work on that on. So I just I, digital publishing is just always dancing around in the back of my brain whenever I have 30 seconds to myself before something know, else pops up. <laughs> I know Brian Brushwood for his scam school books. He used a, a service called Book, which okay. I guess has a really good authoring tool for uh, more uh, multimedia type eBooks that you might want to check out. Because I I know he did all that kind of crazy fancy stuff where you. You know, you click on a trick and it would open up the scam school episode or there would right. be commentary from him and all that kind of stuff. So you could probably incorporate, I don't know, sketches, things like that. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, like I've got a lot of this extra material from all the, the work that I've done. I mean, some of it is actually a video of me drawing. Um, they're not really high def, but I, I don't think they would be bad on an iPad. Like, I think they might actually add a little bit. Um I don't think anybody wants to watch, you know, an hour and a half of me inking a strip, but I could certainly, you know, time lapse the drawing and, you know, do some voiceover mm -hmm. stuff like that. But no, a uh, book sounds cool. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Uh, we do have a verdict from the chat room, by the way. Uh, TCC fan is a fan of Dog Boy Den of Thieves. She, she says that, yeah, she's tearing through it. If she didn't have other stuff to do, she would have been finished already. So, <laughs> and she doesn't think I'm crazy, which is the really important part. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> well, she didn't say either way. So oh, I'm, this is true. This <laughs> I'm is just true. I'm pointing the finger at Molly now, which I shouldn't do. She's she's always a a constant in the chat room. She's our true north here at the Citadel Cafe. Uh, <laughs> I um I I guess the only other question I have left is that I mean having uh not yet been able to uh to pick up uh Dog Boy and and really get into it for myself. What like what's your elevator pitch? Like what what would you say is the um the gist of the the story and who's it for? I. 
Well, I, how, how I initially was describing it, uh, and this is, uh, you know, the classic this concept meets this concept explanation of it. I was originally describing it as Oliver or Charles Dickens, Oliver Twist meets Stanley Spider-Man. But uh, someone uh, who I w- was uh, reviewing it over on Reddit a couple days ago came up with another one of those that I thought actually probably worked a little better. And uh, in keeping with the cover art, too, uh, the inspiration for the cover art, they said it was Hardy Boys meets Kick-Ass, which I, which <laughs> I thought was pretty darn accurate. Cause, nice. uh, you know, it definitely I tried to it's basically a story about this 13 year old kid named Bronson Black, who his his parents pass away and he's left uh, to his uncle Randolph, who lives in a, the big city, uh, Colta City. And he moves up there with him and he has to end up uh, getting a job, navigating school. And he also has a precognitive power that was left to him uh, by his father, along with a trunk of magic tricks, which he uses to fight crime as dog boy. But it's basically it's structured like a classic 50s or 60s boys adventure like Hardy Boys and Cyclopedia Brown, even to a degree, uh, Nancy Drew in in, uh, different books like that, to where it's kind of like this kid going through an adult world, seeing the adult world, seeing people committing crimes, doing this, that and the other things kids really shouldn't be exposed to or around and, you know, handling it deftly. So, you know, if you ever I I think it's really if you ever like that kind of book, those kind of adventure books, you'd like this uh, both because it's one of those books. And I think it does a pretty decent job in satirizing or satirizing that concept. And really, really, if you know, if, if you like a good superhero adventure or if you like Charles Dickens and that kind of like working class, uh kind of criminal underground kind of vibe. I think you'd really like it too. Uh, yeah, the, the main conflict of the book is there is a group of criminals who live underneath the city in the subway system called the Guild of Thieves. And uh, after Dogboy stops them a few times, their leader, Andrus, gets a... Uh, uh, well, he gets a little peeved off and he also kind of gets interested in this boy who seems to be besting his best thieves. And you uh, might try and convince him to join the Guild of Thieves. And it, it goes on from there. Very cool. Well, I'm I'm on board. That sounds like sounds like a good read for uh, what is becoming a very chilly Canadian winter. I and I'm back uh, again. I thought it would be weird just to leave without saying anything. Uh, if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Bill Meeks. If you want to uh, check out more of the book I, and uh, keep up to date on all of the updates, including all the stuff about the next chapters of the story that I want to over at the beginning of the podcast, you can go to dogboyadventures.com. And uh, keep keep your eyes out. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be releasing a trailer uh, for it that I'm working on right now, a kind of a mix of video and animation. Uh, there's probably going to be one or two sales for the holidays, you know. And like I said, by the end of the year, uh, the next Dogboy Adventure should be out. A uh, ten to 15,000 uh, word short story uh, that I, I hope you guys will all really enjoy. I, as much as I, I'm enjoying writing it right now, actually. I guess that's about it. So we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast for the novel Dog Boy Den of Thieves by Bill Meeks. For more episodes, installments of the audiobook, or information about the book itself, please visit dogboyadventures.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Bill Meeks. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.